This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Before we get into today's episode, we would like to acknowledge and pay respects to the Wondery people of the Kulin Nation who are the traditional owners of this land. We pay our deepest respects to the elders past and present and to the next generation who we hope to create a different future for. The best career advice that you are not getting is to invest. Hello and welcome to your Ingle Company's Founder Series. I am Maddie Guest and as always, I'm in some very good company with my co-host Sophie. Hello, Sophie Dicker. Hello, Maddie. I feel like we're back in COVID times because we're online again. I know, it's a bit triggering, isn't it? I am up in Sydney and I am very fortunate because I am set up in Sam's room in his study uh, little at-home studio from the Daily Oz. He's been very kind to lend it to me because I have moved in around the corner, which is fun. Oh, fun. Buddies. (laughs) Meanwhile, you are down in good old beautiful Melbourne. Home sweet home, baby. So we have been doing a bit of reflecting after this founder series and our little WhatsApp messages have been talking about what we've loved and what we've learned. And we thought, why not talk about like a bit of reflection on our own growth story of, of your and good company of YGC and ask each other some reflective questions over the past from the past two years. It's a funny one. I feel like we were talking a couple of days ago and we were like, does anyone want to even hear, like, do we talk, we've just interviewed all these incredible founders and why would anyone want to hear our story? But then I messaged a few friends and to kind of sense check it with them. And they were like, yeah, I don't even know. Like I've been here the whole time and I don't even know your story. I was like, okay, maybe we should talk about it. (laughs) So we're going to do a two part little um, series, short episodes, just to keep you occupied if you're just doing a little chore job on your train, wherever. (laughs) And the first episode is going to be a bit of reflection on YGC. And then we've asked you guys to ask us some questions about how we have built up your own good company. And that'll be in part two. So let's get into it. Let's start the same way that we have started all of our other founder series with the same three questions that we've asked each of our guests. The first question we, I always asked the founders was, um, what's your drink of choice? But I'm going to like turn the question just a little bit because a work friend asked me this on Friday okay. and I, but I'm changing it a little bit. So the question was, for the rest of your life, if you had to give up either coffee or um, your drink of choice, like your like liquid of choice, like alcoholic liquid of choice, what would you give up? But uh. I know that you don't like coffee very much. So I'm <laughs> going to change it a little bit and say, if you had to give up cheese or your favorite alcohol <laughs> oh. for the rest of your life, what would you do? I think I would give up my favorite alcohol because there's lots of other alcohols that I also like and can drink. True. What's the, what's your favorite alcohol? What's the actual drink? Uh. Probably margarita. So like tequila? Yeah. Like you're giving up everything to do with whatever's in a margarita. For cheese, yes. Okay. <laughs> Although yeah. it would be quite sad to give up lime, I must say. That's a great, yeah. great addition to all alcoholic drinks. <laughs> yeah. When they asked me, I said I, I wouldn't be able to give up coffee. Yeah. So 
I'd have to be giving up tequila, which is actually crazy because I do depend on tequila. <laughs> I depend on tequila like probably more than I like to admit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. Favorite book and why? This is really hard, but because I don't think I can narrow down to one, but top of mind, I was thinking I'm currently reading um, Free Food for Millionaires, which is never heard of it. Written by the same author as Pachinko. Oh, yes. So I actually was like, maybe my favorite book is Pachinko because I'm reading the this new book now and it's like freaking amazing. So yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. Nice. Yeah. What about you? I have recommended Red Notice on the podcast before, but mm. like you, it's on my mind at the moment because I didn't realize there's a sequel and I just found out there is. So I'm reading that now. And it is just reminding me of how incredible and hectic and amazing of a story it is. For those who might have missed the episode when I recommended it, I'm not sure how because I'm sure everyone listens to everyone. But um, it's basically the story of I think he's British, a British guy who moved to Russia, Bill Browder, yeah, moved to Russia and was investing over there and basically realized how corrupt the market was and ultimately through a series of events became Putin's most wanted man. And I Mm. think when I read this, it was before everything that's happening in Russia at the moment. But I think now knowing what is going on, it's just, yeah, it's very eye opening and it's an incredible story. It feels like it can't be true because it's just so hectic, but would recommend. And even if you're not into investing, because it is about investing technically, it's just, it's historical, political, fascinating, good book. And do you have a social media account that you would like to share? Yes, I am excited for this one. I want to uh, recommend the Instagram account. It's called Conceiving It All. It is actually a friend of mine who has this account, but I caught up with her the other day and I was just, we were having this big discussion. I was reflecting on how much this account has, to be honest, changed my life. That feels dramatic, but I what's, actually think it has. What's the account? About. Yeah, sorry. I'm, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that might be helpful. <laughs> the account is about divorcing from or breaking up with diet culture and fat phobia. And it has honestly changed my perspective so much. So I highly recommend following Conceiving It All on Instagram. Um, lots of yummy food on there as well. What about you? I've um, carefully curated over the years what my Instagram feed looks like. TikTok, you can't really choose, but... I have a lot of dogs and aesthetically pleasing things on my mm. <laughs> like Instagram. So I'm going to recommend two. The first is We Rate Dogs, oh um, where they rate dogs and like they're like stories. It's so cute. Like there'll be like little dogs that have come out of surgery and it's like 11 out of 10. Like, Aww. oh boy. They're so cute. And then um, my second one is Somewhere I Like to Live. Um, it's just like beautiful places. And like I just love looking at those. I don't types follow of either of those. I'm going to go follow yeah. now. Go, do it. So as we said, our two-year anniversary of you and me, Mads, was last month, which is crazy, March, March 2023. But it feels like probably longer that we've been doing this. Where where did YIGC all come from? Tell us the story. (laughs) (laughs) So YIGC, like many other podcasts out there in the universe, was a COVID baby, born, uh, I think, at the end, towards the end of 2020. 
So I was at home, very bored in lockdown, always looking for something to do and be a bit more productive. And I had been listening to Equity Mates, the Equity Mates podcast. Um, I'd started with Get Started Investing earlier in the year and then it sort of transitioned into their main podcast. And that was my gateway into investing. That was where I learned how to do everything. And I had joined their Facebook group and they actually posted in their Facebook group saying, hello, we are going full time because they had experienced so much growth during COVID with so many people more engaged with and interested in investing. And they basically said, we would love to, like, we're looking to expand the team. We're looking to expand the podcast. If you're interested, get in touch. And so I thought that I could get paid to read the AFR, which was something that I was trying to do more of um, because I was working in the finance industry at the time. I'd just like to jump in here quickly and say that at one point Maddie messaged me asking if she, if I thought she could be a journalist for the <laughs> AFR because she loved reading it so much. And I was like, no, like, no, people dedicate their careers to get a job at the <laughs> AFR. <laughs> So, so got in touch with the equity mates guys, got on a call with them and sort of was sussing them out. Um, and they were asking me if I invest and I said, yes. And they asked me if my friends invest and I said, no. And it really frustrated me because, you know, I think it's something that's so important and something that we should all be doing. And from there, we literally sort of said, you know, the guys were saying that their um, audience is a bit more like male skewed because of just the nature of them being two male hosts. And we said, well, we really need a, a version of what you guys do, but with female hosts. And they said, so do you want to do it? And I was like, sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> and they asked me if I knew someone that I could do it with because having um, chemistry as sort of podcast hosts is quite important. So they sort of said, look, we could just pair you up with someone, but better that you know who they are. And that's when I called you, so that's when you entered the story. <laughs> It was a very long-winded call because I think Maddie was a bit nervous to <laughs> ask. Yeah, well, but- you were sort of my, my only person who came to mind that I thought I would really want to do this with. So I was like, we've got one shot here. <laughs> yeah, and for some background, like Mads and I went to school together. We're in different year levels. We kind of like have really similar interests and we would mm. speak about investing and money a little bit more than I would with maybe other friends. Yeah. And so when you said you wanted to do it, I really jumped at the opportunity because I th- feel like the purpose resonated a lot with me. Like I always spoke with um, my partner, Sam, about investing Mm -hmm. and you, but I never, I was like, I I don't feel like I can speak with other people. And that was just maybe because everyone's knowledge at the time was more limited and we didn't really think about investing. I think now we talk about money and investing a lot more because of what we're doing. But I think at the time it wasn't a conversation that I was having with any of my friends at all. I know. I always think like the the best thing is uh, Chloe, who was our beginner investor. Yes, um, she was episode on- two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like our newbie investor, she said that when she started investing, she, it was like this whole new world when everyone she spoke to was already investing. And she's like, wait, why have I never had these conversations before? It's like the I minute know. you start doing it, it's like, oh, this is something everyone does. Yes, that was such a like moment where it was like, oh, that's so true. As soon as you, and I think because obviously we do this podcast, it's like we're now someone who people maybe associate with money or investing. So I feel like I have all these, I'm, we're so lucky now that we get to have these conversations all the time. But if we didn't have that, that definitely was not our experience before. So like reflecting back, what was your, 
what was like for you the reason why you really wanted to like start a podcast? Yeah, I remember I moved into a new share house with girls that were mutual friends, but that I didn't really know at the time. And there were six of us in COVID. And once this sort of like we started having this conversation, I think I realized that you know, all my housemates, all females were really quite interested in investing. And I was sort of helping them. I was teaching them with all the initial stuff, you know, how to open a broker and this is what it is. And this is how you get money in there. And this is where you can look for what shares you want to buy. And it just really struck me that that was something that I wanted to do on a much bigger scale. Like in the same way that I wanted Mm. to sit down with all of my friends and be like, help them and get them involved. I was like, but that's just not enough. Like we all need this. And I think that was the real sort of driver behind wanting to have these conversations just on a much larger scale. What about you? Yeah, no, similar. And I also think like podcasting is somewhat of a fun way to bring like that content to life because it's like what it is. It's like we're having a good chat with each other about stuff that we spoke about normally and I think we're getting better at just like having a chat about it I think at the beginning we were very curated and like yes. every sentence was written in a google doc and we were so nervous <laughs> I remember the first oh episode we ever recorded and Maddie's foot I remember was it bloody so tapping the clearly. whole time I also remember just sitting across the table at you and looking at you and you saying just chat don't read just chat yeah, and I was like chat. I have nothing to say I have to read it <laughs> <laughs> but then like if you get on a voice message whatsApp audio like you oh, can just I was like just do me. that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually felt no. so attacked the other day someone sent me I think Hamish and Andy did a video about voice memos and how annoying they are and someone sent it yeah. to me and I was so offended <laughs> because I I only communicate in voice memos (laughs) yeah yeah but I agree like the purpose was very much to broaden those conversations and like I feel like we've definitely done that yeah broaden and also just normalize them like let's let's have these chats more often especially the money ones like in our Feb series like Mm. I've had friends that I've had lots of conversations with now about just like asking for a raise yeah and I was even voice messaging you because I was doing it myself (laughs) and I sent me this like long ass like message because I was so nervous I know and I was like go and listen to the episode where we say exactly you need to have the confidence (laughs) you need to back yourself (laughs) I know and I was messaging Sam and he's like don't didn't you just like preach this in a podcast episode like go and bloody ask hey we are not the experts we are on the journey too <laughs> no definitely not but it's been a lot of it has been a lot of fun what what has been a highlight for you oh the live events that we've done have been a yeah. highlight I think whenever we've done anything in person I leave that experience and I'm on a high for like a week and I just I am in the best mood so we did our live event in Melbourne at the Prince and that was just so it was such a beautiful night. Like I actually feel kind of emotional when I think about it. I think that because that was our first live event and we had a lot of friends in the room who had supported us from the very beginning, which was just yeah. like so beautiful. We had family and then we also just met so many people and we'd never that we'd never had the opportunity to meet people who had been listening to us for like the last year. And I think that was such an amazing experience. And then the other one is FinFest. It was just so, yeah. so much fun. I feel like one of the be- benefits of starting a podcast or starting a business is these opportunities that you get to meet people 
that you would not meet otherwise. Like your circle becomes a part of your life becomes very curated in like, you know, for example, we've got our Instagram and like Mm. that whole online community of people that like are very specific about talking about finance and investing and women in power and all these really cool things. And then on the, when you actually get to meet people and you meet people with really similar interests, it's like this crazy, crazy Mm. benefit that you just don't really necessarily get in your day job like you get it to a different extent totally and I think we forget as well because when we record this it's just you and I sitting in a room having a chat and then Mm. you don't you're not really thinking about the people who are walking along listening or in their car listening when we do it because we're just kind of in the moment and speaking with each other so then I think when you get to interact with people and they talk about something that you spoke about on the podcast. You're like, oh my gosh, hi. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other the other amazing thing is when people message, like literally love any DM that comes yeah. our way. We had one yesterday or the day before from someone who was saying that um, she's a little bit older and she had never managed her own money. She had her ex-husband managing her money mm. and that obviously went downhill for her and she just said, I wish there was a conversation around this when I was 25 Yeah, and could be having these chats. And like something like that, I'm just like, I'm so grateful that there's someone that's taking something out of this because, you know, sometimes it is like – you can feel a bit when it's all like busy and stuff, you feel a bit like, oh my God, there's so much going on. Like, are we even doing anything like positive, which is stupid. But like those messages are really, really like they're so nice. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Let's talk about challenges. What have you sort of struggled with over the last couple of years? What's been your experience? I think one of the things that I've struggled with is there's very there's a lot of highs and a lot of lows, and I think this is something that's resonated with me with um, this founder series, people talking about this. Mm. And, like, it affects you. The lows affect you more than you think in terms of, like, it's attached to your personal confidence, I don't know, that kind of stuff because it's what you're creating. Mm. So, like, for example, one thing I've really struggled with is, like, our growth in social media. It's something that we've, like, and growth in, like, listeners and whatever. But And it's something that we've really – we put so much effort into content every week and so much effort into content for our social media. But then, like, you know, the market's had a really volatile time, so it's been harder to gauge, like, to get an audience in to talk about investing. Mm. And when you're putting in effort every week, every single week, and you're not growing an audience, like we had a bit of a lull period. And I was just like, this sucks. This yeah. really sucks because you're putting in so much effort. And then it, as I said, it attaches to your like personal confidence. You're like, do people even want this? Or like, is this crap? Like, I don't know. And I think that's one thing totally. I've really struggled with. And then, like, as I said, the lows are low, but then the highs are so high. Cause again, it's completely attached to what you're creating. So mm. it's like your little baby. So I think that's, that's probably been a bit of a challenge. So true. I completely resonate with that. And I think those questions of like, does anyone even care what we're saying? Yeah. Like, are we just here <laughs> bloody talking away and no one wants to listen to us? And like, who do we think we are? <laughs> I know. And also when you are putting together content, like obviously we have opinions and things and 
we're doing a lot of research and like I get worried that I'm saying something that's wrong and like people aren't gonna like we get messages of people saying like what you said is wrong and you're like oh is that wrong but then it's like it's an opinion like it doesn't have that's not necessarily wrong we just don't agree which is fine that's great like the world's a boring place if you if everyone agrees with each other but it's like it's definitely attached to your personal like self-worth totally which I didn't expect yeah I think the other thing I would say I've struggled with and we'll get into this a bit more in a minute but we both have full-time jobs and this is something that we do do on the side and both of our jobs are quite demanding in terms of hours So, you know, we are often recording at like 6.30 or 7 a.m. or sometimes at 9 o'clock at night. We are always doing this on the weekends. And I think I have always been someone who struggles to say no to things. So Mm. I, like especially at the end of last year, was just so extremely burnt out that I was like just falling to pieces. And like we had an episode that we were recording and I was like, like I think you just looked at me at one point and you're like, you need to pull yourself together because I was beside myself. And it's like, yes, I just remember that moment. (laughs) Yeah. And I like, to be honest, it's been a really good lesson because I've had to do a lot of like self-reflection of being like, I cannot get to that place again where you literally are just like, I was beyond exhausted. And I think um, I'm laughing because we, I'm learning how to say no. Yeah. And I'm learning how to I'm set laughing boundaries. Because we had just for some context. I think we had like five minutes left to record of an episode, which was like the wrap up and like just some, or an ad or something. <laughs> and you were just like, you couldn't even read a sentence. And I'm so black and white. And like, that's why we work well, because we just tell each other how it is. And I was just like, yeah. Mads, like I'm fucking exhausted as well. And like, we just get this done. Like we want to go home. Like <laughs> You can like see my eyes filling with tears being like, I can't do it. And then I was like, oh my God, I've made her cry. But I'm like, no, like you just pull it together. <laughs> oh and then I God. felt so bad, but I was like, no, no, no. That's what she needed. She just didn't know she needed that. That is a hundred percent what I needed in that moment. A bit of tough love. <laughs> I know, but you know what? It's nice to be able to be vulnerable. Like There was also one time when we were, it's funny that you're recording at Sam's house because there was one time when we were recording the Daily Oz and I couldn't get one sentence out. I always get really nervous recording the Daily Oz and I I don't know what it was. I think it's just because it's less natural. I have to read like more, has to be factually correct. And I was trying to read a sentence and I couldn't pull it together and I literally burst out into tears. Sam and we were all virtual as well and I just remember looking and being like oh no oh no Sam was the sweetest thing ever like from Sam from the Daily Oz was like so it's okay like take a breath we're all gonna be fine and then later that day he was messaging me like take a day off work like oh my god how hilarious but yes the burnout can be real sometimes yes (laughs) life goes on Well, in saying that, is there some lessons then that you've taken away and things that you would have done differently? Like if you reflect now on what we've, what we have done, is there anything you would do differently? I would say that I have, I wouldn't do anything differently because I think everything that you do, there is something to learn from it. And it's, you know, always like less looking backwards and more sort of taking lessons from that, but moving forward. But I think in terms of lessons, and I'm sure that you'll probably have a similar answer here, but I think it's really being aware of number one, what our audience wants and trying to meet them where they're at. So what I mean by that is recently we have done the founder series, which is this, what this is episode is a part of. And I think that was really when we sort of reflected on how the podcast was going, what our listeners wanted to hear. And it actually wasn't about that 
it what they didn't want to hear that pure investing chat because the market is down at the moment, people are less engaged. And so it was really about how can we shift this to keep offering what our audience actually is interested in. And then I think what I would follow that up with is TikTok. TikTok is what I'm learning, like the biggest and the best way to grow a podcast Mm. medium. It's hard work. It is such hard work. And you put so much time and effort into a video and it gets like a hundred views and you're like, oh, yay. But I think we've had a few videos that have really um, obviously connected with our audience over this founder series. And I think it's, it is really making a difference. I would say the same thing. It's just like strategy understanding the market and talking because we're we're not experts on any social Mm. media stuff it's been a real learning journey but like talking with people that actually are yeah because like people have this as their literal jobs like they they do that day-to-day they're growing tiktok accounts so getting advice from people on what to do is probably really important which we haven't done as much of i would say yeah a bit more of a personal question. How would you say your relationship with money has changed since we started doing the podcast to now? Because we have been on a mic every single week talking about money and investing. So yeah. I'm intrigued to hear sort of what the journey, I guess, has been like for you. I think it's changed a fair amount, but I've also been – I've this this period that we've done it over has been a big change for me anyway personally in terms of like – moving out now moving in with Sam like it's Mm. just like goals have changed and all that kind of stuff but definitely like I'm just so hyper aware of everything Mm. like I'm investing every month I'm trying to save money I'm really conscious about my spending I just think a lot more so than what I used to be because I used to I was very carefree with like kind of spending and stuff and Mm. I am so much more aware now of all the little things like adding up yeah but I also would think that my relationship with money is like like worse but not in a bad way I don't know how to explain it like I used to just be like I'm spending it (laughs) makes me happy (laughs) no but you know like I used to be like I'm spending like like, that makes me happy or whatever but now I'm always like so conscious because I'm like like I'm preaching that we should be so managed with our money and like Mm. good with it so like I feel like I'm way more conscious of it because yeah like who am I to say like let's invest and let's save and let's do this but like what if if I'm not doing it you know that's really interesting because I almost feel like I've had the opposite experience so I used to spend money a lot less I think and now what I think this podcast over the last two years has done for me is given me the confidence to know that I guess if I do this every month, if I put this portion of my income into investing every month and I'm putting this portion into savings, the rest is like go out and like I feel I think more um, empowered to go out and like live my life and enjoy and like, you know, spend my money and do things. And I think, I mean, I feel like also part of it is we're just so busy that I don't think about it as much and I'm a bit more flippant maybe with my money. But I I think a part of that is that I have the confidence to know that I'm doing enough. And I spoke about this um, actually with the guys on the Equity Mates podcast the other day. We did an episode with them and it was Alec talked about having the confidence that you're doing enough with your money. And I feel like that really resonated because – once you set yourself up, you've set yourself up for success and then it's like go out and enjoy because you work really hard. So you're meant to work really hard to spend your money and live your life. So it's interesting because I think I've gone the other way in terms of because we're digesting so much information day to day about money, I'm almost overthinking it, you know? Mm. Like, you know, for example, like our hex debt is going 
apparently going up like the indexation is seven percent i probably before this podcast wasn't really engaging or reading about that kind of stuff but now i'm like oh my god (laughs) yeah i think that's what it is i think because i'm engaging so much i'm like i'm thinking about that then i'm thinking about inflation i'm thinking because i'm reading so much about it for our podcast content Mm. that it's like maybe like i don't know overthink it an ideal world we could combine both of our attitudes and meet somewhere in the middle because you could probably do a thinking about a little less and i could probably do a thinking about (laughs) a little more And then I guess to round out a reflection episode, um, what has there been something in this founder series that's really resonated with you from all our chats? Uh, yes, so much. How, what, do I, what would one thing be that I would pick? I think what comes to mind the most is something that Kate Morris said, and that was around when someone starts a business – the right business to start or you know when you need to take the leap is when you just know in your heart of hearts that this is something that you need to do and it's so important that you do it and you mm. literally can't not do it. Yeah. I've Kate said it much more articulately than that, but I think that made me feel really like it was really moving when she said that. And, Mm. you know, you and I have often talked about what we want this podcast to look like in the future. And is it something that we would want to take full time or what else do we want to do? And I think whilst we don't have the answer to that question right now, I was like, I like, we will know if and when the time is right, because we will have that feeling. And I think it is what I felt at the start of the podcast when we first started this journey. And I was like, we have to do this. Like I felt so strongly that Mm. this podcast needed to exist in the world because we've really wanted to help other people, our friends, our broader community with this. And I think knowing that that's how I felt then and then hearing her, I guess, articulate into words what my feeling was at that time and what I've continued to feel feel since was so moving. And I knew that like I think that will really stick with me forever in our future and our decisions around what we do and what we decide to, or where we decide to take this. Yeah, it was definitely a good little tidbit. A moment. (laughs) What about you? What has stuck with you the most, do you think? A lot of things have stuck with me, but one thing that I have loved over the series is when we asked, have asked the founders about like their experience with like funding and a lot of the Mm. chat then becomes around like how it's a really male dominated like process still. And I think I just like kind of resonated with in terms of what we do with the podcast. It's like it was kind of a male dominated space and we're just opening that circle. And I just think it's really cool that a group of women are having these chats and like just through these chats, we are broadening that circle and we're talking about these things that weren't haven't aren't always spoken about or are a little bit more private. Um, particularly, you know, like Michelle Battersby talking about her salary and how much she pays yeah. herself and like she's so open about it. And I just think that should be more of a thing and it should be just more of a normal conversation. So yeah. I've loved that. I completely agree. And I would say the other I guess to follow on from that, when Laura Henshaw spoke about her experience there considering taking on funding at the moment and the way that she approaches it, which was, Mm. it is my responsibility to learn about this and it is my responsibility to educate myself. I'm not going to rely on other people. I'm not going to, you know, you can lean on other people for help and for support and to help upskill you, but she really was kind of taking ownership of her own learning and knowledge. And that I think was just, I guess, for us and with this podcast and how we feel about investing, it's like, don't let your partner do it. Don't just rely on your partner or someone else in your life to manage your money for you. Like take ownership of it and learn about it yourself. 
you don't have to be an expert. You don't have to get too deep into it, but I think having enough knowledge to take ownership and that, that was, yeah, really resonated. It was very cool. Yeah. Like the non victim attitude. Mm. It's like, well, I'm like, you know, I can't. No, you can. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you can. (laughs) You can. Well, I think that wraps up our first part of this little reflection founder chat. (laughs) (laughs) So nice to reflect, actually. I've really enjoyed this. I know. Everyone always says reflect and we never find the bloody time. I know. We actually was meant to have a two-year dinner, but we ended up just talking about completely other things, like completely irrelevant (laughs) topics. That's nice. I feel like it's good to hang out as friends too. Sometimes you just get so like... Whenever we talk, it's only like podcast, podcast. business related. And it's like, no, we, we were friends before this. <laughs> so next week, we're going to jump into the listener questions. In the meantime, follow us on our social media, our growing social media at YRGC Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Or jump into our Facebook group, YRGC Investing Podcast Discussion Group. And if you enjoyed this episode, we would love if you could send it to a friend. Otherwise, you'll hear from us again next week. Catch you then. Bye. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697.